0: Welcome, welcome, welcome podcast listeners. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are also joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt.
1: Hi, Matt.
0: Yes. Um, it is episode number 207 of the Fret podcast. Uh, it is considerably, considerably less warm than it was last time, so... Yeah. Like, you're gonna get a lot more comfortable. A it lot is... more comfortable. I mean don't get me wrong, but I'll get I'll get a, a little bit of a sweat on because it's quite a small room and the lights are I mean lights are lights, aren't they? Yeah. Um but last week it was yeah, uncomfortable I think is the word, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um so we <laughs> we hopefully going to be a little bit more comfortable this week How are you Matt, how are you? I mean it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not been long since we last spoke So Yeah,
1: not bad at all, not bad at all but, like, Enjoying the fact that for the last like 20 hours I've been not dying of heat exhaustion So yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: Feeling like a dog in a car
1: <laughs> I literally went in the sea yesterday to cool down yeah, to. literally went in the sea. <laughs> just, wore,
0: just All of your clothes, I look like office attire. I just, I need to be, I need to
1: be called. <laughs> not quite, but I was in denim shorts and I was still wearing my trainers. And I was just like, Do you know what? I've got white boxes on, so I'm not taking these shorts off. But fucking hell, I'm getting in the sea.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is. Yeah, that's a, that's a done deal there. I did that a couple of weeks ago, actually, with because um, we've got a little paddling pool in the back garden, uh, which. Absolutely paid for itself over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and my my son got in there, um, like he was dressed in his little kind of swimming onesie thing, um, and I was just kind of there to supervise. And I was in like shorts and t-shirt. And I thought, you know what? I live here. If I, if I get myself <laughs> get myself messy, it doesn't matter. Like I've got <laughs> clothes upstairs. I'm just I'm just getting in. Yeah. So I did. I just got in, and it was it was amazing. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we're not having to deal with ridiculous heat anymore. Um, And that's that is that was British summer. So for those of you who are who are like, oh, (laughs) how are you Brits not coping with that? Um, Yeah. That that's why because we don't have like ridiculous heat for prolonged periods of time. Yeah. So we don't (laughs) have to deal with it.
1: Yeah, we might get the odd six or seven day spell here and there throughout the year, maybe twice. But other than that, it's gonna be, you know, I think it maybe reached eighteen or nineteen on the Isle of Man today.
0: Yeah, I I mean, just before I came up for the podcast, we had our patio door open and I was hearing thunder happening over in the uh, over in the distance. So that's the kind of <laughs> the kind of weather that you're expecting from our our end. Yeah uh and down in london there were some floods this week as well
1: yeah i saw that over okay. the weekend wasn't it yeah
0: grim but there you go uh none of that has anything to do with guitars and, and whatnot so let's keep keep it light-hearted <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. um sorry matt what you made up to this week mate
1: i'm trying to think whether i've picked up a guitar since the last podcast yeah that would be a
0: good start
1: I don't think I have. Well, I think I've I've unloaded my van because most of my gear lives in the back of the van, which I know is a terrible idea before anybody tells me. But (laughs) if I've got no room for it, that's where it lives. Fuck you! Yeah, you're not my Um, Yeah. So I took it out, took it out of the back of the van to empty the back of the van because I needed it, and then put it back in. And I think that's all I've done. Um, I have had a pedal board come through the post from Mr. Ryan Nunwick. Okay. A member of our groups, I got one. of these, part of pedal boards. Um, I think I got it through a while ago, actually, but I finally took it out of the box today to just have a quick once over. Um, I it was. I I ordered it from him when I was thinking about running two separate boards, one for the venue, with that I have to use a simplifier for, and one for pedals going into an amp. But I think there's too many pedals that I'd need to swap over so I don't know. But yeah, um, I don't know what I'm using going to use it for anymore, but I'm sure I'll use it for something because it looks cracking. Um, it's a, a brushed effect. It's so, the, so you did it in black and then uh, sanded it back a bit so it looks a bit like the Les Paul. Oh, nice. So I'll definitely use it for something, whether I just downsize the big board and put it on that because it's, I think, slightly narrower than my... Um, Novo 24, but my Novo 24 has got gaps on it, so I can probably yeah. figure something out, and there's definitely space underneath for, for my power supply, so yeah.
0: You've Yeah, and you've got quite a few um, top mount pedals, haven't you? So you can I cram did. them together.
1: Yeah, in fact I'm pretty sure everything that goes on my front row apart from when my Analog Man Chorus comes back, is now top mount apart from the hot cake. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I can probably organize things a little better and maybe even do that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure I'll, I'll figure something out. Yeah, so, yeah, um, I've had a look at the pedal board. It's a nice-looking board, uh, very reasonable prices. It comes with a hard case, and it's cheaper than a pedal drain. So, you Get know, for a, for a custom finish, handmade pedal board, Pretty good, so
0: yeah. Yeah, he, he kind of like snuck on the scene during lockdown, didn't he? Pretty much, or just before, actually. Yeah, um, but he, he was hitting it hard during lockdown when when everyone was furloughed. Um, yeah, and they they do look really good.
1: Yeah, and he like you said, he um, had a couple of things that meant a delay on, so um, I, I waited a little while for it, but um, I think he's kind of. Getting towards being settled again now. Yeah. And he got mine out the door anyway, so nice. yeah, comes with a recommendation from me anyway. Because like I say, solid, solid feeling board um, and looks pretty good. It looks well, looks really good. And he can, he's got different sizes of hard case as well. So um, I think the one I've got is eight, 18 or nineteen inches wide and the same depth as a normal pedal train Novo series. So um, yeah, he. Get get a decent amount of pedals on there. That's about the biggest that he'll do, and then there's some smaller.
0: I think um, if I if I was in the market for uh, a, a bigger board, because at the moment I'm running loads of um, Marcus Deluxe, the little mini little mini boards, and they they're fantastic for um, for for the the video kind of setup. I've got I've got three. I didn't need three, <laughs> um, but he, he kept coming out with like newer, newer designs. So I bought one that was just the kind of the vert the, the mini vert board. Uh which was like like a, a wedge shape with Velcro on. Yeah. And then he did wedge shape with with a little shelf. So if you don't like if your pedal doesn't have Velcro on
1: It'll still sit there.
0: In the, yeah, yeah. And because I, I, I demo quite a few pedals where it's not my pedal or or like it's a it's a demo unit so I can't just slap Velcro onto it. Um and to be honest, I don't have a lot of Velcro. Uh, so so I put it on pedals that I know that I'm gonna be using. Um yeah. that was ideal for that. But then he bought out a single like an individual pedal, mini vert deluxe with the shelf. Uh, and I did up buying one of them as well. Um, so I've never got three. I've got the I've got the HX stomp sat on one. Uh and then I've got two um two joyo preamp pedals on the other so um but if i if i ever did want to go for a big board i think i'd want one with a with a case, I'd definitely look at the. I think he calls it uh, R A N, doesn't he? Ran.
1: Yeah, ran
0: pedal boards. Yeah. I don't know if he if it's initialized or if it is just ran pedal boards.
1: I just, think it's initialized, but I, I yeah, not hundred percent sure. But yeah, i um, certainly on Facebook anyway. Um, <laughs>
0: it's like uh, ELM effects, isn't it? With um, fucking Toneja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Oh, fantastic! Uh, yeah. So I think. I've I've done a bit this week as well. Um, I've got uh, obviously I've done video stuff. I always do video stuff because I don't leave the fucking house. (laughs) Um, So last week was the uh, the I set fuzz, I think. No, it weren't. It was the the cruncher, weren't it? It was the cruncher.
1: Concha with what you mentioned on Thursday, I think,
0: wasn't it? Yes, I think the set Fuzz was the one before that. So, the one that will be coming out this week, so the Friday before this releases as a podcast, is the uh, Beringer Super Fuzz. The um, that are, this one, the the one that everyone's going crazy about. <laughs> So, it's like an orange orange plastic fuzz. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I got it just because I wanted to see what the crack was, why Why it was so popular. Um, I almost kind of resigned myself that it wasn't going to be my thing because it seems to be popular uh, amongst kind of doom and sludgy kind of genres. Um but our, our good friend Dave Rage uh, had bought one, um, and then he was moving it on. I said, "Yeah, yeah, by all means, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll buy that one off you. It's well worth. I think it was like fifteen or twenty quid that he asked for it. But yeah, send like that. Um and actually, it was, uh, it was, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, so it's, it's got three modes on it. And in the demo, we only go through the two because the third one is a boost, um, and the boost is really, really odd because
1: because it like a clean boost.
0: Oh, yeah, almost. It, it, it's almost like a super hard on where okay. it starts off kind of just slightly gritty and a little bit more um, like a, it adds a bit of sparkle to your your sound and then the, you start turning it up and it starts driving the whatever is amplifying in it like the JFET or the op-amp or whatever.
1: Yeah, so you're getting a bit of drive as well as the yeah, yeah. So the it's, pushing of the front end of the amp. Yeah, it's like that.
0: But because it's essentially taken all of the, the hard clipping out of the circuit it's really fucking loud. <laughs> uh, and the thing about digital circuits which is what I'm running through they only... Take a certain amount of input before things start blowing, <laughs> <laughs> and I've I've had that happen a few times actually, where I've had to like cut no talk or tone tone short because I've went over the kind of clipping threshold, um, and that was definitely one of them. And it all, it it pretty much almost clipped straight away. So I was just like, you know what, I'll, I'll leave the the boost bit off.
1: So what's happening there? Is it like overloading the digital?
0: Yeah, the input components. of the yeah, the, so it's overloading the input of the the HX stomp because it can only take a certain amount of volume going in, I reckon. Yeah. Um,
1: so it's just. And it's then just what just going? No, nah, I don't want any more. Just not gonna.
0: Well, so the, what you end up getting is just like a blown out digital signal, like when you get a a preamp on a mixer and just turn it up, you end up well, getting okay. that horrible kind of muffled distortion which doesn't sound any good Uh, and because the whole point of these pedal demos is to kind of uh, look at the audio fidelity of the pedal itself it's really unfair to then show oh this is what it would sound like apart from when it blows a signal (laughs) (laughs) this isn't what it sounds like at all Um, so with pedals like that the only way to do it really is running through a rear lamp I mean, there's yeah. probably some settings that I could use in the stomp that would do that, um, but the way I've got it set up, it, it basically just blows the input. Um,
1: and that's the last thing you want to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not actually doing any damage, or uh, as far as I can tell, but it's just it's overloading the input, so it's, it it doesn't sound any good. But like the the first two sounds, you've got fuzz one, fuzz two, and then you have got boost, um, and it's. It's got two controls. It's got a treble and the bass control, and obviously you got your gain and your level as well. Um, when you when you're on the boost channel, the level control is disengaged, and the gain acts as the kind of the boost. Um, but okay. for the other, so the, the other two, you it's basically the first one is, quote unquote mid hump, um, mid hump um, fuzz tone. Uh, and then the second one is mid scooped fuzz tone um yeah. so it's the same fuzz characteristic but with two different kind of EQ options with it uh and it, you you do get a really really different fuzz tone so it's it's yeah. quite usable anyway and there's, there's there's a way that you can kind of wedge between the two to get them both... Uh,
1: it, it's like a notch thing, and you've just like got it between the two without going into another notch.
0: Yeah, yeah. So a lot they did with Stratocasters back when Stratocasters were new, where you could notch yeah. the outer face yeah. tones. Yeah, you know, and that's a a really popular thing that they do with these, is that they notch between the two, so you can kind of blend in between the two sounds. Um, I didn't play about with any of that because I wanted it to be a succinct demo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sounded really good. The the first tone almost had kind of octave overtones so it reminded me a little bit of a, like a fox tone uh was it the fox tone fuzz machine is it something like that that kind of circuit where you're getting fuzz but kind of in the background you're getting this kind of harmonic um it's almost like a like a faux analog octave but just in the background right okay so it's, yeah it's really cool for that um And I can understand (laughs) why, like where people are using it to get like doomy, sludgy, filth noise. Um, So yeah, I mean it's it's pretty cool. Again, like the drawbacks of the the Behringer pedals is that the switches are essentially just like a tiny little uh, digital switch rather than a like a clunky mechanical uh, DP DT. Is it the Double pole, double throw. No, it's not, is it? Yeah, no. Triple pole, double throw. Maybe.
1: Or, or double pole, triple throw. It's one of the two, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's yeah. It's It's, that, it's two think. of one and one of the other, uh, three of the other.
0: Yeah. So you've got nine, nine lugs. Yeah. The kind of the industry standard for most guitar switches. They yeah. don't have that. Um. Mind you, boss pedals don't have that as well. They have like tiny little. Yeah. Um. Almost like, elect, like, digital electronic switches, um, and the the cases are made out of plastic. And although I've never broken one, um, it just doesn't fill you with as much confidence as a as a metal enclosure does.
1: Yeah, and you can also you can see how one could get damaged a lot easier than a a metal enclosure.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like the um, on the plus side, that brings down manufacture costs, and they are yes. still pumping them out for like thirty quid, I think, um, which is fine. <laughs> so, like swings around a bit, I think. Um, yeah, it's as far as I'm aware, it is a shameless um, FZ2 copy, um, and as as far as I'm aware, because I've not tried the FZ2, but it's quite a, um, a quite an accurate recreation of it so there you go saves me however many hundred pounds on a vintage fz2 because i don't think i'd be buying one (laughs) Uh, so I, i did that i've i've done um the next week's one as well i've i've done that and uploaded it and like premiered it but we'll talk about that on thursday <laughs> um, but obviously, the following Monday for you at home. Indeed, yeah, yeah, because we're 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 front loading it this week because uh, budget pedal chap is going on this budget budget pedal hollybobs. Um, I know, terrible of me, but because we are consummate professionals, we didn't want to leave you, you lovely listeners, without a podcast. So we're putting in the time. Uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, I've done some like little bits of video work which might if i can get around to it this week because i am i am tight schedule wise Uh, but i've done a little bit of work on the the full video for the zander surplus um and that was a little bit of the reason why i was (laughs) um a little bit late today (laughs) (laughs) uh the uh, yeah i've done the no talk or time for it um and i was kind of doing the pre pre-render of the video where i'd like put the audio from the stump with the 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 video that i've recorded um like ready for when i'm gonna add like the titles and the all of the kind of the text and the crap um just because it'll save me a bit of time if i do like a pre-render first um and because this video is such a girthy video i i Done it like two hours before we needed to start podcasting, thinking, "Yeah, that'll be a lot like, well enough time." Seventeen minutes of video should be able to go in in two hours, and we <laughs> we were on the minutes. Uh, <laughs> so it was a it was a girthy bit of um, girthy bit of video, but hopefully, so fingers crossed, that by the end of this week I can get maybe the pedal boards of doom um like full surplus video done um and then the following week should be the no toggle tone of the surplus and the reason why it was so like it's such a such a big video um is that diode clipping selector like for most pedals you've got like like one or two settings and yeah each setting you go through the um the controls so for each of the diode selectors all i did was like half gain and then full gain just to show you like where you kind of stand clipping with yeah and where where like the full the full amount of clipping would be and that was with one setting but i did like a couple of sound examples and that ended up lasting for 17 minutes worth of video yeah um like along with like at the start i did i did all of the knobs and then I went into the um, the lot like, of the clipping selections. Um, upon first playing the surplus, I like the the, the diode selections were um, a little bit subtle to my ear. I, I found it difficult to hear the difference between them. Um, but after doing this no talk or tone, uh, like going between that half gain and full gain, there's. There's a few that are like a lot more open and have got a lot less gain, whereas there are a few that are more compressed as well. So it, was, it really made me appreciate that that control. So, like if if you do have a um, a guitar pedal that has got optional switches for uh, like diode selections and diode layouts as well, because they've got symmetrical. Uh, pairings of like silicon and germanium then they've got like asymmetrical pairings of silicon and germanium and then like asymmetrical LED and, and so on and so forth if you do like almost go through it as if you were demoing the pedal where you go in like here's half gain here's full gain on each of those settings and it really makes you appreciate the differences between the uh, between the settings Um, I I think I Preferred the when we got into the asymmetrical sides and especially the the LED one because it's a a bit softer and it's a bit uh, a bit less gain uh, and I was really really enjoying that because okay. I've grown up a bit <laughs> I think I, I I don't need as much gain as I used to
1: yeah I'm definitely definitely using less and less gain as time goes on.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite at a point where I want to go clean amp.
1: No, just, amp, just, amp should amp should be your base level of gain.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah, I was, I was really I was really digging it. And I've, like I said, I've done the no tuckle tone. I've done a blues, a certain. Um, how how do we how do we put this subtly? Like a certain flip flop pushing uh, blues dad <laughs> style track. Uh, fingers crossed that we're not gonna get copyright strikes on that one. Uh I don't think we will because I didn't follow like I didn't follow a track as much as I did with the uh, the Pink Floyd one. Um But there there are some inspirations there. If you if you know um Joe Bo's back catalogue, like when he used to be good, like on those first kind of four or five albums you'll uh you there's there's like a little little hat tip to to that so so i've done that one i think the second track's going to be something a little bit higher gain because i want to really show off how much gain the pedal can push because it really does with like i said with certain um clipping selections and with the the contour, which adds bass but also adds more drive, you can get like a really solid classic rock. Almost, I'm thinking kind of maybe, maybe doing like a Motorhead track, Motorhead style track, because they were like their their guitar tones were never like too too much.
1: Yeah, I mean, like there was a lot of drive on the bass, which meant that like it it sounds. You, you in your head you think that it's a lot more driven than it is and I think that's because of Lemmy's overdriven bass kind of makes you think that everything is driving to the max and it just isn't it's just it like it's got that pushed Marshall kind of yeah, yeah. everywhere
0: yeah yeah because it's yeah it's he's filling out because there are a three pieces filling out basically where the other guitarist would be like doing the doing the rhythm isn't I but you also lemmy used to kind of lead into that with uh, with bass lines where we'd play uh, play power chords in certain sections as
1: well yeah and so i think it, that just the way that that is in like it makes you think that they're a like a really heavy drive band and then you actually listen to it and the guitar tone isn't that saturated it's not it's not that classic metal all, all of the game everything on 11 kind of drive tone is it no it's
0: it it's very much kind of the classic territory where you're pushing pushing a classic plexi to where where that would be giving up yeah so they are kick, like absolutely kicking the head in of their martial amps but that's yeah. where it stops and it's that kind yeah. of the the arse end of the classic classic game and I think that's where the where the surplus kind of leaves off because it is it's a it's a A drive pedal So he does that Right We've got We've got a little bit of a a treat this week This is uh, This is where Matt's uh, Perhaps getting a little bit nervous
1: Yeah Just a (laughs) tad
0: So we're We're uh, we're doing a, a little Little return of pedal weed Minds eye Are you ready? sure
1: (laughs) not really but yeah go on
0: okay so we've got five examples this week Uh, we're gonna go so we've got blue dream we've got aqueduct or we've got water spout so blue dream aqueduct or water spout
1: oh dear um I feel like Water Spout is a pedal, and I don't know why. I feel like Blue Dream sounds like the weed, so I'm not gonna say I'm gonna say that's from your mind's eye and the aqueduct is the weed.
0: Okay, that's uh that's a zero zero points there. Way. <laughs> Start as we mean to go on. Um There's there's a theme to each of the um each of the things this week. Yeah. We've got a water theme here. Well, that, I mean, that was a, a water theme. I think that they are all themed around... Um, a, around the pedal, pretty much. But I'll okay. tell you the theme when we end it as well. Um, and just... I'm just being ignorant here for new listeners, just, just to, to let them know what we are doing. One of these is a guitar pedal. One of these... Is a strain of marijuana, and one of them has come from my mind's eye. Or oh, I have taken it from somewhere at least. Uh, so, second for this week.
1: Wait, you didn't tell me what the right ones were. For uh, the oh, first sorry,
0: one. oh, sorry. Uh, the aqueduct is the pedal, the blue dream is the weed, so okay. you second guessed yourself, and the <laughs> water spout was mind's eye. Okay, okay. Okay, so you've got you've got a feel for So we've got it now. a
1: baseline now.
0: Yeah, okay. So we have got Eruptor, we have got Chernobyl, we have got self destruct. We have got Eruptor, Chernobyl, and Self Destruct.
1: I feel like I've seen an Eruptor pedal. So I'm gonna say Eruptor is the pedal. Okay. And then it's Chernobyl or self destruct.
0: I mean, realistically either of those could be weed.
1: <laughs> I feel like they wouldn't call a actual type of weed self destruct. I mean I know Chernobyl is ridiculous as well, but I'm gonna go with Chernobyl.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, and you've got full points there, yeah. So the the eruptor is is the pedal the Chernobyl is the weed and self-destruct is my mind's eye alright <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we've got your next one well done for that uh, swords dance hummingbird Ingrid so swords dance hummingbird Ingrid
1: hummingbird sounds like a pedal to me Okay. So I'm gonna say hummingbird is the pedal, Ingrid is the weed, and swords dance is the mind's eye.
0: That is two for two there, that is that is a full house. Redeemed myself after that first one. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Let's see, uh let's see if you can carry this on. Right, so we've got permafrost, seed flare, and tentacle.
1: Again, I think I've heard of the permafrost as a pedal. Okay. The other one, one of them sounded, Seed Flare sounds like a Pokemon move. Okay. And what was the other one? Tentacle. Tentacle. So, I, yeah, let's go, no, because... <laughs> ah, I'm in my own head now. I'm in my own head now. I should have just made a decision and now I can't remember what I thought first. <laughs> uh, I I I will go for the Pokemon move is the weed.
0: So Seed Flare is the weed. Yes. Okay. And then Permafrost was the petal. Yeah. Tentacle was my mind's eye. Yeah. You are incorrect. <laughs> you are incorrect (laughs) entirely zero yeah tentacle is the uh, is the pedal permafrost is the weed seed flare is my mind eye. fair okay final one final one Uh, we have got westwood we have got sage or we have got grass knot westwood sage or grass knot
1: Grass Knot sounds too like weed to be weed so <laughs>
0: Too like weed to be weed I like, I like it
1: <laughs> I, Yeah I I think Grass Knot is your mind's eye So what are the other two? Uh,
0: we've got Westwood or Sage
1: Sage is the pedal Westwood is the weed
0: Okay you've got one there Can you Can you tell me which one you got right? uh the paddle no no you got my mind's eye right and you were quite perceptive there because you you cottoned on to almost the the mind's eye of this week so all of the mind's eye have been pokemon moves (laughs) (laughs) so water spout self-destruct sword stance seed flare and grass knot all pokemon moves
1: Okay.
0: So there you go. <laughs> but yes, you, you were correct. Seed Flare was uh, Seed Flare is is potentially the most obscure of the the Pokemon moves there.
1: Well, it just it sounds like an Ivysaur or a Venusaur.
0: No, it was it was a it was a legendary that had that and exclusively had that. Whereas Grass Knot is a pretty pretty standard thing. Sword Stance is again a pretty standard thing. Self destruct. All of the annoying fox have got self-destruct.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and Water Spout is... is uh, it was brought in in, like, Gen 2 or 3 to up the power of water-type moves. Yeah. So, like, they are all... They are all, uh, like, absolutely nerdy <laughs> Pokemon moves. <laughs> um, all of the guitar pedals are uh, Earthquaker devices. So we've got okay. the, the Aqueduct, the Eruptor, the Hummingbird, the Tentacle, and the Westwood are all eqd pedals
1: you see if i was into my more expensive non-british handmade pedals i'd have been quids in but unfortunately i know absolutely nothing about Earthquaker devices at all
0: yeah i mean there's there's quite a few that you probably would have got like the acapulco gold uh, the rainbow machine the data corruptor those those ones I, th- I knew if i would have thrown those in yeah. You, you would have like a like lot plumes as well. You you absolutely would have been yet, yeah. but th- these ones sounded a little bit weedy.
1: Yes, they're very obscure.
0: Um, so and yeah, I, I purposely chose weeds that match the pedal. Um, so hats off to you. I think I think you you definitely get a win for that one. Um, not only for getting like six in a row right. Or oh, so pointing out that the uh, the minds eye was a pokemon move so well
1: done <laughs> yeah i, I like I, I don't know whether i've heard of that pokemon move or whether it just it sounded enough like what you'd <laughs> yeah. imagine a fucking yeah yeah an upgraded bulbasaur to do
0: yeah yeah and like some of these pokemon moves do sound a little bit weedy as well like grass knot you could yeah. you could definitely imagine a, a weed strain being called grass knot,
1: but that was almost too much like a weed. Yeah, that's the, that's why I didn't go for that one. And like self destruct, I don't. The only reason I didn't choose that as the weed was because I don't think you'd call weed self destruct because I think the it's just too on pro- the nose. Pro- yeah, proponents of weed wouldn't allow it and. I think if it was going to be a medical strain, they're probably not going to call it self-destruct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's some pretty fucking, <laughs> like, terrible names for it. But there we go. Uh, I think rather than going straight to some of Nam News, we're going to go for one one or two questions. I think okay. we're, we're going to go for Dan Montgomery's How many pedals do you own in total now?
1: Um. Do I have to actively work it out or can I give a rough number?
0: I mean, rough number, yeah, because if it if it comes down to, like, how many have I actually got in... Because all of my guitar pedals are in this room and even though I can see most of them, I wouldn't be able to give you a, an estimate.
1: I would say in the region of 35 to 40, maybe 45, because I sold a lot quite recently. Mm-hmm. I so would it, guess...
0: I was going to go for, like, for 50 55 plus here uh I, I mean the issue is that i've got some that are in half states as well <laughs> like i've got pcbs that are populated
1: and need yeah to in I, a box. i'm not counting any pcbs that need putting together i'm also not counting ones that i've put together that don't function properly
0: oh yeah yeah because that is so it's essentially just a weight at the moment <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, but uh, like, if, yeah. If I put together all the PCBs that I've got and fix the ones that are not working, yeah, I'd be over fifty. Yeah. I'd be pretty confident of that.
0: Well, I've just had a look around at my room, and th- that's not all of the pedals that are here. And I'm pretty sure I can see fifty just now. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm I'm probably probably pushing seventy five. Um, that sounds like I've got a problem like saying it out loud and, and actually totting up everything I've got
1: is it no, c- c- I mean like it's your hobby though isn't it like would you say to a, like I, I imagine if you added up the cost for all of those pedals and don't do it because I'll just depress you
0: But <laughs> yes,
1: you know you're probably getting towards I don't know 4 grand for 50 to 60 pedals because you'll have some expensive ones. Probably, maybe, maybe not even that. Maybe only, maybe only three grand. But like, you, you know, you have got a fair amount there. But then, if you take into account that you've been playing guitar for 15-20 years at this point, and if you were a golfer, you'd be paying a thousand pound a year in green fees. Or if you were a I don't know, like a, a sports car enthusiast, you spend three grand a year on your racing licence and your you know, your your Cheap M X five or whatever you're racing or whatever your passion is, you tend to invest money into it that you're not gonna see a return from. So like it does it does sound like a lot, but it's it's not it's not like only a thing that guitarists do. Like everybody pumps money into their hobby.
0: I like the fact that you're in an able in it. It's this is it's just chef's kiss.
1: Yeah, like yeah, like I, I think I think there's a lot of like online anyway. There's people fall into two camps. There's the ones who are absolutely adamant that you should never buy a guitar pedal until you practice to the point where you are the best player in the world, um, and then there's everyone else that just goes Do you know what if you like something buy it if you can afford it
0: yeah yeah this thing will bring me some some happiness life is shit so this this thing will bring me moments of happiness in a, a pretty terrible existence otherwise so why the fuck not yeah, um, yeah. so there you go um, Dan Dan shakes fist <laughs> stop Stop making me face my own mortality uh, and and let's not even talk about the guitars as well like there is definitely there's, uh, there's definitely four grand's worth of stuff just kicking about but then there's camera gear and there's laptops and there's
1: <laughs> yeah i no, sorry I was just talking just in pedals alone like <laughs> yeah. yeah don't talk to like I, I tart it off at one point like when I do my insurance thing every year I tart it up and I go oof
0: yeah
1: oh, and if I had to buy that new ooh, if I' had
0: to buy that new, oh ah, oh, that's gone up in price, oh dear <laughs> yep yeah. yeah. so yeah. yeah, there is that let's let's do a bit of news, let's do a bit 'cause we're we're at forty minutes uh so Summer nam is has has wound up it wound up a couple of weeks ago, I think by this point, um but we're- sc- scraping the bottom of the news barrel. <laughs> Um, so we didn't mention the J Mascus Tele. Um I think we might have mentioned it in passing actually, but we'll we'll give it we'll give it the time that it deserves. So we've got J Mascus Tele. Uh it's in bottle rocket blue, which for those uninitiated, that is basically um sparkly flake blue. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's quite it's quite a decent colour. Uh, it's also got like a an, an anodized kind of silver or like grey um, pick up, I think it right? says anod-
1: anodized chrome it said on the website
0: well, there you go, it's, it's like a matte finished chrome isn't it, it's not like a not yeah. like a mirrored chrome Alder um, body, maple neck uh, the neck is nitro finished and road worn uh, it's got a custom set of 58 pickups which are apparently voiced for J Mascus you should expect the one, the one thing that I find quite interesting about it, the
1: bridge. So it's a
0: top loader. It's a top loader, yeah. I,
1: I, I actually really like that. I, I like the lesser break angle because I think it puts less stress on the strings. I tend to find that because I wear, I use coated. I nearly said I wear coated strings, because <laughs> <laughs> I use coated strings. Actually they don't dull enough before they've worn out at the bridge, so they tend to break on me. Yeah. Um unless I realise that, you know, I've had these strings on for three months and I've had ten gigs, maybe I should change my strings. Um, the only thing occasionally I'll notice that my intonation starts to go a little bit haywire because the strings are getting old. Yeah. Um but yeah, quite often I will play strings right the way through so they break at the bridge and it's always at the bridge and it's not because they're they're sharp enough i think it's just because that's the greatest angle that they are at yeah. and they are kind of they've been played and played and played to the point where yeah they that's just,
0: it's the point fail. where the pressure uh, like the most pressure on the string it is isn't it like cuz you're you're constantly vibrating these these strings that's yeah. the point at where it's almost if you got got a string yourself and you held it between your two fingers and then started wiggling it back and forth Eventually, that would it'd wear you'd wear the the outer coating and it'd snap. Um, and that's essentially what you're doing in a slightly less extreme way because it's only gently wiggling back and forth, but it is still that movement, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I'm sure you'd do it a lot quicker if you just did it with your hands, but uh, yeah. Um, I forget where I was going with it. Oh, yeah, so yeah, top loader bridge, you're gonna have a far less brake angle. So in theory, the stress that you're putting on the string at that point is reduced. Yeah. yeah. I tend, like I tend to find that I snap strings on my Fender guitars more frequently than I do on the Gibson because I tend to restring everything roughly around the same time, and yeah, it just so tends to be that like the the Variacs or the um, the cabinet go before the Les Paul.
0: Yeah. Oh, I've got. Uh, like most of my tele bridges, the ones that I've had to have three saddle rather than six saddle bridges on, they've all got the the option to top load or load through the the body, and every time I go for top loading, because it's just like the string tension's less. And I know people say, "Oh, who can that be?" But fuck you, it is. Um, look <laughs> like, I don't care about the science. It feels like the the feel under my fingers there's less tension
1: yeah I think a lot of people get hung up on the fact that the tension between the strings to make the the note um, has to be X when you play that note but as soon as you start bending stuff you also take into account not just that string length but also past the nut and past the bridge unless you've got a locking system yeah. so actually the things past the nut and past the bridge do make a difference if you're bending a string which unless you're you know, a rhythm guitarist, you're probably gonna bend a string at some point even if it's just to add a little bit of rubato.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, do that shit on court. Why the, why not? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you reminded me actually. Uh, talking about Gibson uh Gibson Bridge Systems. I was recording that um, certain blues lawyer um track this week. Um and I, I got out the uh, the Gibson Midtown uh, and the the take that I do on the mid tone is mostly kind of lead stuff. But I didn't notice for the entire take that the A-string had popped out of the saddle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right at the end of the clip. Like, I, I fade out before uh, before it happens. But, like, right at the end of, like, the video clip, I'm playing stuff on the, the A-string and I'm just getting... I'm like what the fuck's going on but i still carry on playing like because i'm in the yeah. zone <laughs> and then look down and then the string is like a clear inch <laughs> away from the, the next string I'm like fuck yeah. like, how did i not notice that
1: uh, yeah i the the, the, t- the most recent time i strung the les paul i put the b string on and did the same thing but i put it above um, and didn't really notice and then i came to doing it and it's like am i gonna have to adjust the why is it only one string? Am I gonna to have to adjust the bridge? Do I need to like? <laughs> do I need to change the relief angle in the neck? Maybe it's just like warped a little bit because the weather's changed since it was last set up. Like it's warmer now. Like what is going on? And I just looked down and went, "You're yeah. a trap."
0: <laughs> it's it's the exact same situation where like you're like going through your pedal board and you're like, "Shit, I'm not getting any sound. I'm not getting any sound." And then you like you're checking all the cables and you're do- doing all this. You realize you haven't plugged your guitar in. Yeah. It's so that exact kind of, Are oh, you dickhead moment.
1: <laughs> it is, it is. And, like, I've done that a few times And like, where you're, like, hit, hitting the string and going, I can't tune, I can't tune, and your volume switched up on your guitar. <laughs>
0: exactly, yeah. yeah. What, what, why am I getting nothing? Yeah, because you, you've not done what you're supposed to do. You're, you're not sending any
1: signal, man. Uh, what are you doing? It's just...
0: <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, and that's that's how we got the J Maskis Telecaster.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, but, yeah, but, yeah, like so go back to the jmasker telecaster in terms of features like nitro neck is nice yeah, top yeah. load and bridge is nice I actually quite like the finish
0: yeah it's not bad Yeah, it's kind of along the same lines as the sparkle uh, strap that you've got behind you isn't it
1: yeah it'd be a blue and I think the flakes are slightly smaller than oh no those are small flakes yeah so yeah they're probably very, very similar kind of look obviously that's got a eight layers of plastic over the top of it because it's um, not nitro, it's poly. But um, I,
0: I, I imagine that the body's still poly. Because it only mentions the neck.
1: Ah, uh, right. But I mean, even so, I'm sure it's a like it's it like the the Squire. Like when I um put the pickup, in, uh, change the pickups in that, and change the pick guard. I had to remove part of the body because the pick guard, because they didn't make a Squire one. In the colour I wanted, that was HH. Yeah. Um, I had to slightly modify the the cavity so that I could get the pickups in, and I'm not kidding you. The clear plastic over the top of the, <laughs> the, uh, the over the top of, of the thing was probably eight mil thick. Fucking.
0: Hell. I mean, they finished it. I don't know. They finished it within an inch of it
1: <laughs> Yeah, like literally. I thought, oh, you know what? You'll you'll score through it with a, um, a Stanley knife. Right. Yeah. And then just go out with a chisel, and I went out with a chisel, and just this white, sorry, this clear piece of plastic just flies across the room. You go, oh, <laughs> <okay> Yeah, it's <then." laughs> yeah, the size of a fist. Oh, fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, so, yeah, I mean, that that's the J-mask. Um, I don't know the country of origin, like the country of manufacture. I did have a look at it. Is Mexico. It's Mexico. It's Mexico. This is where we get in the contention again, isn't it? it like, is. th- those features are pretty cool. It seems specced well, and the nitro finished neck is is a great feature. They were doing a full nitro finished, uh, like the the classic series about three or four years ago. They were doing like a full nitro finished version for about seven eight hundred quid. This is i think this is just uh nitro finish on the neck if even if it is full nitro finish they are asking one two one nine for this um yeah and that's that's kind of similar to the the brad paisley the uh the ed o'brien the Jimi hendrix monterey um who else was the the most recent one who we mentioned
1: what was Was the one yeah we mentioned it like two weeks ago or three weeks ago um
0: Ah, uh, we've slept since then. Just Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain, the, the, the Jagstang, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it just seems to be creeping up and up and up, doesn't it? Uh, is it going to be a popular guitar? Is it going to be popular? Or is it something that we're going to see? In... Yeah. Because I, I saw a Brad Paisley Telecaster last time I went up guitar, guitar, and it was still there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think... I think there's possibly slightly more market than that for this than there is to the Paisley, just because I although I would put them both in a bracket of until I heard of their signature models I'd never heard of the people. Yeah. I think that Jay Mascus is more likely to have a following in the UK, bearing in mind he's not a country player. I yeah. think he like the I think the issue with Brad Paisley is most of his fan base is going to be solely in America. Um, yeah. it's a it's not a style of music that I mean there are people that like it in the UK but it's not a style of music that is widely sort of played you don't you don't go down a local pub and hear a country band whereas you might hear bands doing, because J.M. has been in a couple of like more rock style bands hasn't
0: he I don't know, I always assumed he'd
1: be shoegazy stuff I, I can't remember, I, I looked him up because of the Jazzmaster like five years ago Hmm. And I can't yeah. remember.
0: Dinosaur Junior is the band that he's um, associated with, mostly as 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 far as I've heard, anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. But okay, so it's slightly different. So yeah, so yeah, actually, in terms of in terms of his name, I don't think his name's going to sell in the UK. Yeah, I think
0: it, it, the popularity actually of J Mask is probably. Uh,
1: it's the Squire,
0: yeah. <laughs> like from from the UK's point of view, uh, is is that Squire um, the offset Squire the the yeah, Jazzmaster, Jazzmaster.
1: yeah. Because they were cracking guitars, and there's always people after those because they're really good quality at a very low price or a lower price point.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's not having to quite go to the Fender catalog, but getting it's almost like a kind of classic vibe version, isn't it? Uh, it's those kind of accouterments. Yeah. Um and it, it bought an offset that was a bit quirky to the masses um yeah. I don't think that this does that like it, it's a telecaster it doesn't do any
1: anything it's a, it's a cool finish and it's got that nitro neck which I don't think anything's in the Mexican standard range or it's not called Mexican standard anymore is it is yeah. it player is that yeah. the Mexican standard sure sure, why not yeah I think it's player isn't it but i mean it's it's way out way above those in terms of price. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd pick... Like, if I was after a telly, I don't think I'd pick that as my first option.
0: Yeah. Yeah, as as cool as the finish is, it's a lot of money. Like, for me, that would be... Like we mentioned last week, it would be where you'd th- really think about it. Is this a guitar that I'm going to be... like, hitching my wagon to, essentially? And you go, actually, no. Because it doesn't do it enough... Uh. To, to warrant me going for that price point. Or it's not special enough for me to warrant that price point. Yeah. But then again I'm not a massive J fan. Um
1: Yeah, I mean I'm sure there are massive J fans out there and maybe like it will sell better than we think, but I don't know. I I especially again Mexican I know it says twelve nineteen at the moment, they'll go down in price, but yeah. Will it go down far enough for people to Consider it over the American, because I mean, I'm pretty sure the American, the lowest American range for Fender is above, is just above a grand. I think it's below this at the moment.
0: Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's a difficult one. Are they going to knock 200 quid off it? No, they're not going to want to do that. Not straight away, anyway. Um, But yeah, I think it's, it's one of those wait and see. We have been wrong in the past, but like I say, I've seen a Brad Paisley a couple of weeks ago. And they were out two years ago, three years ago, maybe actually. So there you go. Um, yeah. Let's tackle another bit of uh, another question. Maybe we'll have time for a bit. Of one more news. Uh, do 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 Go on. We'll go. Javier Diaz. Which pedal companies disappoint you? Because <laughs> I like this. I like this. It's it's not just being nicey nicey. This.
1: I I like I, I struggle with this question, but actually, if we're looking at I'm, I'm probably looking at it in a slightly different way, but if we're looking at pedal companies where I've tried their pedals and they just haven't yeah haven't spoke to me the way that most people talk about them yeah and this is going to be controversial because everybody loves them the MXR, mm. Um carbon copy I just thought it was a bit naff um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, like, I've tried a couple of others. What's the, is it Dyna Comp? When I was was first looking at compressors, I actually thought the more yellow comp sounded better. And everyone raves over the Dyna Comp. Yeah, the the Dyna Comp has that one squishy sound, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's not for me. And I've tried a couple more of their pedals. I've not tried a Distortion Plus, which actually I think is probably the one I'm most likely to like. Yes, yeah, you you um, enjoy that one. Yeah, like the the rest of their range, like I just it doesn't it doesn't speak to me, or it like you think you're gonna like it, and then you try it, and yeah, yeah, like they're, even if, they're the iconic, phase, but then even the phase Nike, even the phase ninety, like that's MXR, isn't it? It is, yeah. And like, I I've, yeah, I just I've heard too many people just say. There's better phasers out there for half the money. I know it's the iconic one, but. <laughs> That's me. I'm that guy. It's, it's, it's not just you. <laughs> and there's a reason I ended up with the Phaser King that cost me 20 quid. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if it does something similar and costs a, th- a third of the price, then.
1: And sounds three quarters as good, then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, like I said, the, the uh, vintage phaser that I ended up settling on. Um, doesn't sound quite as good as the, the phase 90 but it doesn't have the volume jump, so it fixed the problem that I had with the phase 90 um yeah, yeah I, could, I can get behind that I think I I, I like uh, MXR stuff enough to, to, to say they're not disappointed um for me it was uh, electro harmonics um
1: which again I get
0: yeah um I think the reason why they disappoint me is is part of the reason why I uh, am impressed by them as well, because their kind of shotgun approach to <laughs> pedal releases, <laughs> where they just throw <laughs> throw everything out, um, it does mean that like, I've played a few um, Electro Harmonics pedals where it's been a bit noisy and I thought actually if there was a bit more time and effort put into the circuit side of this it might not be quite as noisy or if you just spent a little bit more on the components rather than just using whatever you can do for cheapest it might be a better pedal um, the crayon I think I, I had that and I had that for about two weeks um, and it was it was okay um, uh, like I, had, I had the Satisfaction fuzz, which sounded <laughs> it did one sound, um, and was quite noisy. Uh, <laughs> the, there's been a fair few, and and like I get the heritage of the company, and they are like they created the Muff, and the Muff is like one of the cornerstones of fuzz, um, amongst so many other things, and it's really unfair to kind of pan a company for these few little things
1: um, but yeah I like it. yeah i mean like in the same way that obviously you were with MXR i've i've, I've, I've i really like the Mal9 which i've got on the board um i think they're great for the utility stuff like the volume there the expression pedal that i've got works great it works both ways so it's T R S and non TRS so it'll work with anything that's got a expression in no matter which way it wants it. Um <laughs> Ooh, Matron? And like, um I I absolutely love the Soul Food. I know a lot of people say, Oh, it's not a it's not a clon, but like at the end of the day, it was my rhythm drive for a long time because yes, it might not be a clon or it might not be an accurate representation of a clon, but it. It was a good rhythm light drive. Um, yeah, I really yeah. got on with
0: it. Yeah, the only, top end in it, didn't it?
1: Yeah, the only pedal of theirs I didn't really get on with was the East River drive, and oh, I, I think it was. One. I I was using it how I don't like tube screamers to be used because at the time I didn't know it was a tube screamer clone. I just yeah. thought it was a drive pedal and it was new out and I had 40 quid in the bank account, so I threw it on that, um, and I was trying to use it on its own. Yeah. And that's not how I use Tube Screamers, and that's not how I've ever liked Tube Screamers, so I don't think I was ever going to get on along with it like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the Soul Food and the East River Drive, I've, I've had both of those as well, uh, and I've moved them along um, <laughs> because I've, I've just had things that did that better. Like, things that did the the Clon sound a bit better because, um, as you say, the Soul Food wasn't really clonny. Uh It... Kind of can. But it's not really. It it's sound it sounded better when you were like really pushing the gain and and yeah. and yeah, the East River Driver, I did like that one. It was like a it's like a modded T S nine I'm to believe. Yes. Um but I just again I felt like I've got some I've got so so many other uh, tube screamer variants and I think it was the fact that I had a a bad monkey, and that's like a TS9 variant with the base control. Um, and actually, that, this is more versatile. So I just thought I'll I'll shift the East River, um, and I think maybe using the word what what was it? Uh, disappoint. So maybe using the word disappoint was a bit strong. But it's it's just that kind of niggling feeling where I know that if if there's an EHX pedal out there. Sometimes I have to caveat it rather than just enjoying the pedal. Um, yeah. i tell you who I, who I have been uh, disappointed with. Donna. Like, those little mini pedals. Donna. I've tried a few of them. The Yellow Fall people. Um, people rave about that one. I didn't like it. Uh, well, it worked in a very, very specific way. Uh, I had it as like a almost like a slapback uh, sound, and it worked really well for that. It was too present a delay sound for me to like. I preferred the Joyo, because it did the carbon copy thing, where it kind of gets out your way. <laughs> um, and I, when I used the Donner, I paired it with the, the Joyo on a longer setting, so you had like a really spicy sound. Yeah. But I found it, it was only very, very specifically. Um, the I did a Donna I think it was the Donna Blues um, and it was a, it was an okay Tube Screamer clone but it looked like it was going to be a Blues Driver
1: uh, and that made you angry
0: yeah yeah I was disappointed because I, I plugged it in expecting like this gritty uh, just gnarly earthiness that you get from a Blues Driver kind of circuit and I didn't, I got soft uh smooth clipping and i didn't want that so yes donna you have disappointed me change my mind change my mind people if you if you've got donna pedals that you really enjoy suggest them in the facebook group um because i I will happily like chuck a couple of quid at someone to uh, to pick one of those up because they, they're floating around the marketplace always so yeah. I'll, I'll happily like pick a few up to change my mind on that and same with the EHX as well, actually. If there are some EHX pedals that are like kind of sub fifty quid, because um, I'm not, I'm not spending, I'm not spending Mal Nine money, I'm not spending Ocean's money.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. As as much as they probably would uh, change my mind, I don't think. No, I don't think they would. I, I don't think it's it's that kind of the core of the EHX end that I'm. We just let down a little bit, boy. Um, We're at an hour and five. I don't think we will do this one, this last bit of news. We'll save it for next week. Um, Largely because during that last segment, uh, one of my nostrils started leaking. uh, And I'm finding it really difficult not to have horrible sniffs through the the audio. Uh, So I think it's probably wise to end the podcast there. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a a band of merry men who follow us on each podcast. They are our Patreon backers. They are the cool kids. They get these internet high fives. But they also get a shout out for as little as $2 a month. $2. What's that like a sandwich? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What? I have no concept.
0: Yeah, yeah. What, what what could do two dollars buy you? I don't know. Maybe a cup of coffee, like a Starbucks coffee. No, that, that they cost a lot, don't they? Maybe like half a Starbucks coffee, two dollars a month. You could be one of these cool kids. So we've got Mr. Andrew Bimson, we've got Mr. Adam Yeomans, we've got Mr. Doug Crist, thirty-seven effects of masters of the cinematic universe and of the Just Surprise Me podcast. We have got Mr. Huge Erection Of Muppets We're <laughs> indeed We have got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks Podcast No, we've got Mr. Ben Fletcher Of Fletcher Pickups Then we've got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks Podcast That's That's a lot It is Close the book I need this no longer um, If you want to catch me online It is Budgie Pedal Facebook Instagram, which I got banned off this week.
1: <gasps> I, got, I got a ban. It Did you got cool. DMCA strike or
0: no? They, it was just kind of like a soft ban kind of thing um, for telling these. Uh, uh, what's the polite? No, I'm not going to be polite. These dickheads who go, oh, promote this on this channel. Uh, I, I've, I've been taunting them for the past couple of weeks, um, and Instagram had enough they had right. enough because i think i called one of them like leeches of fun um <laughs> and they said no no that, that's the line and you stepped over it um but i'm back right. now. i'm back so uh facebook instagram and youtube youtube is the home to the no talkal tone and instagram is the home to my sass so feel free to follow me shut up car horn uh, and matt you are on the internet
1: as yeah, heal underscore cool. MacQ Twitter. There you That's go. about it. Or just get me in the Facebook group, it's probably the easiest way.
0: That's uh, as straightforward as you can make it. So, from myself, Mr Budget Pedal Jap. From Mr. MacWine. Say bye Matt. <laughs> bye, Matt. Whee. It will be a tatty bye, and good night for this week. Ta-roar a bit. Bye. In a freak accident today, a photographer was killed when a huge lump of cheddar landed on him. To be fair, the people who were being photographed were trying to warn him.
1: (laughs) Oh dear. Perfect.
0: I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly what it says on the tin, isn't it?